And we're live. Hey, Twitch, YouTube, podcast land, wherever you are listening from. This is Cameos. They are weekly deep dive into that nerdy stuff with your so-so experts. Uh, you know me as O'Shaughnessy. I am here, as always, with my companion, Samson. My more than a bit of a so-so expert. He definitely comes with the knowledge. And today, that knowledge is going to be targeted at... Want to lead him in? Oh, yeah, the Batman. So... The Batman. He, he caught glimpse of the deleted scene. Uh, so we'll talk about that. But first, I need to make a correction. Because <laughs> on our last Batman Asterix episode, to the last episode. Yeah. Throw that in there. Yeah. I made a mistake. I said Uma Thurman was Catwoman. She was not. She played Poison Ivy. So I'm correcting that. I'm sorry. Uh, and shout out to the homie Muscles for pointing that out to me. I appreciate it. And yeah. So this deleted scene, uh, shall I describe it? Yeah. Why don't you give us a breakdown on what happens? Uh, big spoiler alert here. Obviously, if you haven't seen the Batman, you probably haven't seen the deleted scene. If you have, you're doing it backwards. So just a big spoiler alert. Samson, yeah, the, lead him uh, in. Horns in the flashing <laughs> warning. Uh, so in the in the scene, uh, Batman heads to Arkham Asylum uh, because he can't understand the Riddler and why the Riddler's like writing him letters. Uh, so he talks to uh, the character that is meant to be uh, the Joker. He's not the Joker in this scene; like he hasn't donned that persona yet. But he is like, uh, and. Before I say this, the reason that we know this is because uh, the director talked about the scene and why he took it out. So that character was meant to have been caught by, you know, Batman in his previous year. So they have a a prior relationship, uh, you know, from his crime fighting days. And this this character now gives insight into the minds of, uh, uh, you know, these was it psychopath or sociopath? I don't know the word, but these criminals. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's what that whole scene is about. So Batman goes and talks to him about the case to get insight. Uh, it was like five minutes long, um, but yeah, personally, I think it's it's a it's a good scene. But I also am glad that they took it out. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, even the director had said that it it wasn't the right time to introduce him. They tried it with and they tried it without. Um, personally, I think it would have taken away from the Riddler. Uh, I mean, people would have just been focused on this new villain that was just in there for a, a quick second. I don't think you can introduce a major player like that in there. You know, uh, I think the the film definitely serves better without the addition of that. Um, there was just no way they were going to get that to fit in there because you already had a lot going on. You, you had the Penguin and Falcone's whole storyline, um, the Riddler obviously being like the big bad, but then like the whole police force being you know what i mean like um gordon's boss yeah. was like a bad guy too so yeah um, they the they city. played it right these are just all spoilers yeah. gotham is yeah. <laughs> don't just <laughs> just you don't even need to watch the movie anymore we, ba we basically just told you the whole plot of the movie the whole plot. um yeah yeah so the the joker definitely has a look i think anybody who watches that can immediately tell they're going for 
something a bit different than what we've seen. You know, in the past we had, you know, a Joker that that either fell in a vat of acid or uh, had some crazy chemical issue with the way that he was like uh, Mark Hamill's depiction in the comics. You know, he fell in the, that chemical that made him laugh constantly. You got um, the the interpretation by Heath Ledger where he just like he was crazy he and he scars. cut his mouth up. Yeah, he had the scars. Um, we have more of like a congenital kind of diseased looking from birth origin. Um, which actually harkens back, I think, to to uh, a very old black and white silent film called The Man Who Laughs. And Matt Reeves had actually said that was his inspiration for this. Um, and then the comic, obviously, there was a Joker-themed uh, Batman novel called Bat- uh, Batman, the, the Man That Laughs or something like that. And a big picture of Joker on the front um, going into his origins being based off of that like the dude's born this way he clearly didn't cope and now we've just got like a dude that can't stop smiling yeah and then i think he also said it gives him because he was picked on and all these things uh, Mm -hmm. happened as a result of his uh you know the way he was born and that disease yeah that gave him a better insight into the minds of criminals and Mm -hmm. then he becomes a crime uh crown prince of crime himself yeah later on uh, if they decide to go that route and actually put him in the movie, I hope that they do. Um, but I think that that ties into why in the deleted scene, the Batman went to him to, you know, to ask these questions, to try to figure out what's going on. And I think that also ties into like what we were saying before, where like he doesn't know what he's doing yet. Like, no, my Batman didn't have to go ask, you know, someone, what is this guy thinking? Uh huh. You know, he just he knows what these criminals are like. He knows what they're about to do. He knows what's coming up. If you have a Batman that is That's relying on the Joker to give you any level of help, you haven't been doing Batman for very long. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Batman, and I know you don't do that. You don't go to Joker expecting him to help you. Um, it seems like, you know, based off the, the interpretation that we get from the actor's name is Barry Cogan, um, from, from this deleted scene and then the end scene there, um, <laughs> at the end of the movie, it seems like we got a super manipulative uh, Joker that is probably, you know, if if he gets introduced in the next movie, that's not guaranteed. Matt Matt Reeves, the director of this film, had said specifically, he was like, I don't know that we're going to throw the Joker in the next movie. Could be a misdirect, obviously, but um, it, yeah, it might and, not and be. Also, they missed. No, but they misdirected with the entire movie because they had uh uh you literally just said his name i don't know why i keep forgetting barry cogan yeah barry cogan (laughs) guy from eternals if you haven't seen this movie and you're still listening for some reason yeah he was the uh the what was his power in the eternals he was Uh, the one that could manipulate people he had uh, an entire jungle's worth of villagers following him around for some reason but in the uh in like the the initial rollout for Batman, they had him listed as, uh, what Stanley Merkel. Mm-hmm. So they had him listed as a completely yep. different character just yep. to throw you off, so you wouldn't realize. They made sure that you saw him yeah. out in public filming as uh, one of Detective Gordon's like old partners or lieutenants. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. to throw everyone off. So if if you would go to to those links to make sure the movie's not spoiled for anyone, 
I would assume you would lie about the Joker being in the next film. Um, he didn't necessarily uh, say he's not gonna be, but right, I'm not all right, not lie, not lie, but like kind of you know throw smoke smoke screen around that whole. Yeah, they did such a big project. job of building up uh, the Falcone and like Penguin storyline in this. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if that played a more major role in the next movie. Um, just because of how much world building they did with that, like of Gotham's dark underbelly Joker Joker fits in wherever because he becomes such a pivotal character in the series. But, you know, if you're going to run with like the the corruption and stuff, because the Gotham is still corrupt at the end of Batman. So it's even more corrupt. at the end of Batman. I, yeah, I don't know that you can solve that or even address it in the next movie. If you focus on the Joker, it's just a totally different storyline, you know? I feel like we got to get Robin in first. Be interested to see if they're going to do a spin on that. Um, I would like for them to uh, Dick Grayson Robin with a, and I, I would assume like, uh, I think the director was talking about how like after, after the movie now uh, Gotham's in this whole state of where they're, everyone's vying for power because mm-hmm. uh, everything's in disarray. Right. Yeah. So maybe in that state of disarray, uh, that's how Dick Grayson's parents, you know, meet their end. Uh, but I, I hope they stick to some similar type of storyline. But I will say, let's say with the Joker, I appreciate the the direction. I always like when mm. if you take liberties and like you know come up with stories. I appreciate when they're really good. You can do that with the Joker. There's no mm-hmm. like true back backstory for the Joker. Sure. But like so things that make sense that you use to introduce this character. I love when when films do that. What do you think about the physical look? We we touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but you know, appearance wise, he was from what you can see, he's absolutely horrific looking. That's going to be challenging to watch for two hours or three hours. If it's as long as this movie. But I, I, I appreciate that. It's unsettling. Like mm -hmm. seeing glimpses of his face. Like it was like, ew, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate that. The Joker should be unsettling. Like he's not like a, a fun character to be around. Like, no, no, you know? I'd say the the '90s depiction of him in the in the cartoons where he's played by Mark Hamill is definitely the friendliest looking Joker. I mean, look at like Jack Nicholson playing him in those old movies. That was horrific. Obviously, Heath Ledger's yeah. was, you know, not supposed to be pretty to look at. It seems like they've elevated that and taken this to the next yeah. level and are really sticking with that like darker side of things. I don't like Jared Leto's. Gangster. I just completely forgot about him for a moment, uh, and life was uh, a little bit better. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, that's enough. That was Joker for the Zoomers. That was TikTok Batman. <laughs> that if that had gone in that direction, I don't think anybody who's currently a fan of the series would still be a fan. It would be a Batman for you know ninety second TikTok yeah. videos. <laughs> what are those? Um. So one thing that I did want to touch on that I thought was interesting was one of the reasons it was going to get left in uh, to the movie and the reason that they kept in um, that end scene uh, where the Riddler and the Joker meet up for the or I'll say unnamed prisoner and the Riddler meet up um, was that actually directly followed Selena Catwoman's Say, last thing that she said to Batman where she was like, you know, Gotham will never change. And then 
it's kind of like this unspoken thing of like, uh, well, it won't it probably not. But the next, the bit next big scene that we get is between those two. And the reason that they kept that scene in particular where they meet up is to just sort of solidify that. Like, yeah, no, Gotham is definitely not on the course correction. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that you found your way, Batman, but it's still like you got a long way to go. So I thought that was good. You know, they almost didn't have any Joker in this movie at all. And I think it was a I think it was a good parallel. And I, I like the reason that the director chose to keep that scene in. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah. And I think this this also like helps I think it solidifies our thoughts for maybe part of the next movie where he has to learn to truly split his time between like actually being Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and actually being the Batman. Because if Gotham is in true disarray, you can't just have you can't just have one. You need that that side. You need both halves of the whole. Yeah. yeah to be the to be the true Batman. Um, do fulfill like your your family's legacy and actually do these things to kind of fix the corruption, be the crown prince of Gotham. Uh-huh. And I, I think that's like a good, you know, like way or starting point for it. The next film. Yeah. Uh, c- uh, canonically, where this falls in line, he he calls out in the deleted scene that he ran into Joker about a year prior. Um, yeah. He's like our one year anniversary paper. So mm-hmm. they ran into each other and Joker got locked up immediately. Uh, again, we keep referring to him as Joker, but it is important to note, as Sam, I think you pointed out at the beginning, like he's not the Joker he's yet, maybe yet. fully, fully realized. He's just some crazy unnamed asshole, but, um, we'll call him Mark Hamill. Yeah, (laughs) that is actually, that's the big twist. It's Mark (laughs) Hamill and Barry Keegan makeup as the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I think it's, I think it's really interesting, uh, just to see, you know, how these characters are going to develop. It's very interesting getting a look at a very young Batman from a different director, uh, different direction than the Nolan verse, which is, you know, my only exposure of Batman all the way through his paces. But Wait, really? You didn't watch uh, Batman Forever and uh, Batman and Robin? And not in my recent memory. Uh, not okay, as okay. many times as I have. I mean, probably when I was a kid. Like, there's okay, certain okay. scenes that stick out. Obviously, the Mr. Freeze, like, all of the Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes from those movies, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I would recognize, but... Yeah, I mean, I think I, like many our age, the Nolan movies are what I've watched time and time and time again just because they were so fantastic. And that was like his coming of age story. And it's going to be really interesting to see this like much darker tone uh, that Matt Reeves is pulling in. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I have started reading year one uh, at your advice because I have, you know, I want to do my homework. I want to take this... uh, you know, full ride down the Batman train and I want to be ready for whatever comes next. Um, I can definitely see the parallels now. It's a solid comic. I always forget how much I like Frank Miller's work, but yeah, if they're drawn from that, it it's good, good source material. Yeah. yeah. That and the, the two other ones that they drew from. I think, like, again, they did a really good job. I was, like, presently surprised. I really went in like this is not gonna be this ain't it yeah and i sat there like okay 
okay, this is it. This is this is good. It's good. It's good. I, you always want to like, see a director that pays homage to the source material, right? I mean, and, yeah, and, and paid a lot of attention to detail sense. here. And then I, I appreciate changes when mm. they make sense. Like I always go back to you know in Iron Man when uh, um, Jarvis wasn't like an actual butler. It was it was his house, mm-hmm. right? And so the AI in his house. I I appreciate those type of changes mm-hmm. to the material where it makes sense for the era that you're in. And I feel like this Batman really did that, everything that they put in there. And then now this deleted scene with Mark Hamill as Barry, you know, and Barry makeup. It's it's such a good <laughs> it's such a good like switch up and tie tie in. Even the uh the way the Riddler like lash on to the the uh the dark web and like all these uh yeah, I, I thought that was a pretty good word, modern interpretation of the way that he would have yeah. done stuff. I'm still not the biggest fan of his performance in general, but um, I, I do I do agree with you there. I think the director's mm-hmm. idea on how to make him like a modern day person, and apparently didn't need to be that it's smart really to outsmart good. Batman, but that's a yeah. We'll hopefully I, address that as as time moves on. Yeah. You but don't I, need I'll to lean this. on the Joker in the future. But I'll say this for at least for the uh, Robert Pattinson's like Batman to his credit, it's not like it's not like he was stupid, right? Mm. He just wasn't seeing the picture. So at at the end of the day, he only fi- he figured out figured out the end part because Riddler told him. Mm-hmm. If he had been like looking at the details and like you know paying more attention and looking closer, he would have figured these things out a lot sooner than he actually did. I think he was on his way. To mm-hmm. where he was supposed to be, but it was kind of like surface level. Even when he had the murder weapon, he didn't consider what this was. And I think if Batman, with like maybe a couple more years of experience, would have yeah. considered that this is a carpet pulling tool. Mm-hmm. So why did he use this of all things? And then would have got to the place that he needed to be. Sure. Yeah, he was just a few steps behind. I mean, yeah. they, they definitely did a good job of building him up, uh, unlike yeah. all the other movies. Um, do you think going back to this deleted scene, do you think the Joker knew the answers or was he just straight up messing with Batman in that, uh, to the actual riddles or to the, like why, why he was writing to him specifically? Yeah. Why he was writing to him specifically. Oh, no, no. I I think he, I think he knew why. And I don't think he, I don't think he was disingenuous. Is that the word? Or not genuine. Right. Yeah. 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 Batman. And I think the Batman and Joker have always had that weird type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a, a what is it? The Joker's just just in like a weird love for for Batman. He's always had that. He loves the the chase and the thrill. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he would have lied in that moment. And plus, that the joke the Joker in this setting, he's not the Joker yet, so he has no reason mm-hmm. to to lie or do anything else. Uh, it's it's kind of like a weird symbiotic relationship they have right now so classic classic love story yeah yeah i'm pretty sure Heath ledger said that at the end of uh the end of the dark knight it's like Mm -hmm. we need each other Mm -hmm. full circle yeah awesome all right well that was a quick one from us guys as we said an extra on that deleted scene um thank you guys very much for hanging out with us as always it has been a pleasure Be sure to leave your comments down below, like, and subscribe us everywhere. We got the podcast, we have YouTube, we're on Twitch. We're just, we're everywhere that we can be. So 
If you like what you're hearing, follow us wherever you prefer to listen to and uh, leave comments down below. And we'll be back very shortly. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs>